How to Stop the End of Everything in Three Days, Take One, this week on The Hapless Heroes. Giant boat-sized ice cream sundae, giant boat-sized ice cream sundae, giant boat-sized ice cream sundae. Welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. I'm Francesco, and I tonight I am your host and DM as we... Have we been here before? I don't know. I guess we'll start with something familiar, I suppose. Uh, I'm going to introduce my cast. Starting on my virtual left, we have Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Good evening. John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Time to stop the end of the world again. Phil has had with the entertainer. Nothing like playing music in a tower. Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I feel like I've been organizing these books for almost a week. Zach as Pregnart. What was that not ice cream stuff that that guy said? Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Maybe we can find vanilla ice cream and chocolate fudge. And James as Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. So when we last left off, Pregnart learned some things. So when you guys had emerged from that crazy white void, you were ended up in some sort of wizard's study at the top of a very, 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 very tall tower in a place that you that that was eventually recognized as the city of Ul, you know, that city that 160 years ago on the prime material plane was vaporized. Dun dun dun. We get it, you vape. Um and the and through some investigation and and, and some clever, you know, well, just some some things. I, uh, you guys found yourselves actually in what appeared to be Doctor Heinz's office in at the top of like this massive tower in the city of Ul, um, and you can you found a calendar that said that, that showed that you are three days before everything goes away and the foul upheaval happens. So at this point. You know, you've you've examined the room. You know that there's some interesting objects and some other, you know, some lots of books, lots of lots of interesting stuff to examine here in in, in Doctor Heinz's office. But pregnant also, you know, heard a lot of commotion or just a lot of people um, outside the door. If you were to kind of descend from this room and into sort of the larger areas and chambers of this massive tower, um, there's definitely other inhabitants here. Doctor Heinz himself. Is a goldfish inside of a glass goldfish bowl that Boris has in her possession 
And How does anyone else know that, though? Communicated, well, he was able to communicate that with Pregnart. And well, actually, everyone knows that because Hedrick did scry and realized that it was watching the goldfish. So the party does know that this is Dr. Hines, that's the goldfish. But the information that he shared with Pregnart uh, was only with Pregnart because it was uh, mentally and through Aquin uh, as they were... Um, you know, underwater yelling at each other, um, communicating <laughs> with one another. So Pregnart has to find a way to relay the instructions given to them on how to, well, how to figure out the situation and what to do if everything goes wrong. So we are here in Dr. Heinz's office. The goldfish is in the bowl. In Boris's hands, I guess. Is that back in? Is he back in your pocket? Yeah, no, I'm sending this back in, still in your hands. I never um, said that I put him down, so the entire time that conversation was going on, I think I was just holding that fishbowl out. Yep, and we pretty much left off with Pregnant saying something about, I don't know where to get a Sunday. Yep. Mm, yeah. So here That's we pretty are. Pretty much all. That's all we know. Here we are. <laughs> Boris, you, know, you, 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 you all witnessed the conversation that occurred. Right, you just didn't understand a goddamn word that was that was being said. Also, because it was taking place underwater. Boris, you don't have to hold on to him. Let's just sit him down. And Hedrick will try to at least take the bowl and just set it back down on the desk and try to cast message and see if message in a telepathic link he can communicate with Doctor Heinz. Um, it's just sorry, a, does does it, message allow the recipient to respond? Yes. Do um, can they only respond in the languages that they are able to speak? Let's see. I believe that's the case. I think it just I love, has. I love to... how that's your first go-to instead of just asking Pragnart questions because <laughs> that's a given. That's useless, probably. <laughs> you did. You came out, and it feels like what you did didn't work. It's just no. I it's just that. It's just us. that that information does kind of have to pass through a sieve, and then that sieve is pregnant. So, like you know, right? What information yeah, but then nobody is asking through. the follow-on. Right. Uh, let's see. So it just says that <clears throat> you can reply in a whisper that only oh, I can, can hear. Well, it can only it can reply in that whisper, but it can only re- it can reply in the languages it, it is able to speak. So in your so what do you say to it? Dr. Hines, we just need a simple explanation. Clearly we're an ool and I, I think we deserve some answers. In your mind you hear Ah Fuck <laughs> Pregnant, did he mention anything other than a lack of ice cream? He said that um if we keep on not being able to find ice cream, we should swallow him again. What if we were to find you ice cream? I guess then everything goes right. And <laughs> then we don't have to swallow him. That doesn't really seem logical. Uh... <laughs> Look, he said if something goes wrong, and all I know is that means I don't have ice cream. <laughs> then we should swallow him. The fish. We should swallow the fish. Mm. Yeah. 
I want to know what goes wrong in his brain that he can think those things. I love <laughs> that just what happened in the last episode. But I also, say these things. I also love that while that is actually objectively the truth, it actually <laughs> just sounds fucking crazy when he says it. <laughs> uh-huh. So, so the key- Sorry. So the key to stopping the destruction of Ool is getting pregnant ice cream. Hmm. Yeah. And Jarrell's kind of pondering this. And <laughs> if we can't find ice cream, we eat the fish and then we get ice cream? Mm. No, we just have to try again. <laughs> Why are we under the assumption that it's so difficult to find ice cream? Uh, Hoblet, you've been here before. Where can we find well, that, ice Yeah. You've like, never been here. In you this, never in, have in this building. In this tower. Right, oh, no, of right. course not. In fact, but actually, wondering... Hoblet, with the knowledge you do have of Ool, this tower yeah. is, is what houses all of the magic users of Ool and surrounding nations to educate them, train them, and set them out into the world to responsibly use magic. So as a, a character, or not as a player who knows kind of the backstory here, this is likely the tower that exploded? This is Hogwarts the tower. Hogwarts. Right. No, right. but not really. Yes. It's, and it's, as it's, we are it's, all... It's a lot ver- more... It's a lot different than... This is this is this. They know Harry Potter fairy tale here, my oh, friends. It's Hogwarts. Yes, because as we are all very well aware, the city of Ool is synonymous with the concept of responsible magic use. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember something else he said. He said, um, if we can't get ice cream, we swallow him to get a peanut butter cup. <laughs> Did he really say that, Pregnard? Yeah, he said, swallow him, and then we can uh, get a Risa peanut butter cup. Does <laughs> Boris know what a peanut butter cup is in this world? I mean, yeah, they, they probably exist. Yeah, okay. Boris immediately sticks her hand in the fishbowl and swallows the fish. <laughs> Everything goes white. <laughs> and this is where we rewind the previous episode. And week on the hapless heroes you feel that same vacuous sort of feeling where it's like you like everything around you is rushing you can hear the shattering of glass in your minds and like the whirring of gears and like almost like the ticking of clocks and then once again you are back in Dr. Heinz's office Hello, is anybody here? The goldfish is in a bowl on the desk. Um, Jarrell would like to pick up the goldfish. Is there any sign of a peanut butter cup? No. I was going to say, I just got a 23 for perception. Is there any peanut butter cup? <laughs> no. Uh, Jarrell, fuck, Jarrell puts his finger up and says, uh, it may be possible that... Uh, Pregnant is not the most reliable <laughs> at providing us this information at this time. Um, I suggest we no longer eat this fish until <laughs> we can figure out exactly what's going on. 
Yeah, Ooh. where is the Risa? I need the Risa peanut butter cup. Are the piles of coins and things back around the room? Yes. I check right, my wait. pockets. Are there still coins in my pockets? No. Is yeah, is the, the gold money. brick back on the yes. desk? Okay. <clears throat> I mean, as I guess what we're asking, okay, let's I cannot we can ask about every little fucking thing. Is anything noticeably different? Make a perception check. You make a perception check. I'm pretty sure I cast some spells and those spell slots were depleted. <laughs> 13. 23. Actually, no. All spell slots expended. And everything that happened is if it never did. Your inspiring leader, all those temporary hit points are gone. Oh, man. Every effect, every single thing that was changed since you arrived here has reset to what it was when you first got here. Okay. Okay. So I get my divine sense back. Yeah. So all of the organization I've done, all of that time was for naught. <laughs> You're organizing yep. books. Those books. All those the books, books are back. Those they books don't are back belong. up there. Yep. Exactly. No. Right. Oh man, There's and like I almost had that cabinet there. open. Um. But what did you roll for your perception, Hoblet? A thirteen. Thirteen. Doozy. Everything looks pretty much the same. Okay. Um. Should we get out of here? See what's going on. I I seem like that 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 seems logical to me. Do we leave the goldfish here? Do we bring him with us? I'm not carrying that fucking thing. Is there nothing else we can discern as far as what maybe like his current doings were? I mean, at least at the time that we are arriving here, he was in the middle of working on something. I just want to see if there was anything like point of interest, what he may have had currently on his desk. That's kind of what Zero was doing when he was looking at the chemicals that were. I guess if that's all we got, that's cool. I just wanted to make sure like it's about that's as much we... as you got right now. OK, at at least at this point in time, Dr. Hines either had not yet or was only just on the verge of discovering liquid time. It is implied that he survived the destruction of Ool. Mm. Or that he had a place here before. Or that he traveled back in time to create this place here before and he wasn't actually here before. All right, time travel gives us lots of options. That's the funny thing about time travel. Or that he was well, just a goldfish back then. It's <laughs> like the reverse Thomas Aquinas. Like I dreamed I was a butterfly. It's Benjamin <laughs> Button, but reverse evolution. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it would stand to reason that, you know, if we experienced an ideal situation and a strange situation, that there are different Dr. Heinzes that exists, and the one that walked out was from the strange present. And the idea that that's the guy who we ended up connecting with in order to get here at this point. He he did appear to be the same when we met him in our regular present. Theoretically. I will also add, he asked you which time this was. Right. When he met you. Exactly. He's met you a lot, apparently. Or some versions of you. Yeah. Right. It's implied that the a lot combination... Of this happened a lot of times already. The combination of potential scenarios especially when we're in Moradin's Anvil of Creation, 
you know. We're not currently. We're not currently no, there. But I mean, like, well, that's that's where we interacted with him. Plane. Right. You occupy yeah, the prime material plane, which, you know, was in, in, in many ways sculpted, you know, by himself and his kin. Right. Technically. Uh, so Jarrell will kind of pipe up. I, I suggest that we uh, spend some time trying to figure out what exactly it is Felix sent us here to do in order to prevent whatever was happening. If it truly is the day that it says it is, it's possible we may be able to completely prevent the destruction of the city to begin with. Jarrell, I forgot to ask you at the start of this, um, the first go around. Are you currently wearing your helmet, or is it off? Um, yeah, but I guess he's not really paying much attention to it. But you are wearing it now. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really—he doesn't really take it off very often. Okay. Um, there is a discernible, almost like it's almost like a—it's it's, almost like a dog whistle. It's just like there's some sort of frequency that is high pitch like, whine. Yeah, like just like in your head while it's while you're wearing it. He just thought it was tinnitus. <laughs> um, he he will kind of like tap on like the side of his helmet, um, like trying to get the ringing to stop. But he'll proceed, I guess, with his idea. If yeah, he's not he's not gonna st- he's not yeah he's not gonna stop what his mission is. Okay, yeah, uh, just because checking, of ringing. Just but yeah, yeah, there's, def- there's definitely almost like this like high pitched tone that's just kind of constant in the background of your mind. While right. You're it. That's not good though. Well, I know that. Jarrell might not. Um, do we inspect any more of this tower? Do we traverse the city? Where do you suggest we start? No more eating the fish. <laughs> No, but I do think we should bring the fish with us because it seems like this might be a handy thing we might need to use here. I apologize. It's not handy at all. I didn't even get the peanut butter cup out of eating you eating it. That's, that, that's what I'm supposed to get. <laughs> I love what how if- quickly Boris ate Chuck just for a Reese's cup. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do I know what it is? Because, I mean, let's be honest. What if maybe a... Uh- I don't know. I could change Dr. Hines into something a little more portable rather than a fish in a jar. What do you suggest? I don't know. Maybe a a monkey? A fish in a a car. A a house cat? I am not eating Um, a monkey. Well, I could just change him back to a fish. He's going to go back to a fish. It only lasts for an hour. But maybe he might be able to help us a little bit easier that way. I mean, that's Just, one hour. What do you do with the rest of the three days? Well, um, you know, eating them seems to, to, to go back. Is that a whole day? Is that back to start where it's three days again? Every time you eat the fish, it resets. Three days. And in what quantitative timeline do you measure that sort of thing when you're traveling through white noise in, in space? It boggles the mind, Zero. How about we wait until we irretrievably mess up before we go swallowing fish? Well, yeah, that's what I figured. If it's in primate form, it'd be less enticing. 
logic. <laughs> That's the rationale. <laughs> Not because maybe it could find a way to communicate with you better or anything like that. No, 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 no. Just make it less enticing to want to eat right now. <laughs> I could I could shape a water suit for the fish. It's a live fish. From everything I know about you organics, it's not something you would normally swallow, present company excluded, uh, as uh, Zero looks over towards Pregnart. Pregnart uh, casts uh, Shape Water and uh, makes sort of like a stick figure looking uh, humanoid thing that is uh, made up of approximately five cubic feet of water. So like and, almost uh, like giving the fish like appendages or are you making it mm. like a friend? Well, there's like a bowl shape that's for the head and uh, it has uh, like a, a sticky kind of body and arms and legs that come out of the body. And the whole thing is made out of epox- approximately five cubic feet of water. And you Is this carrying this? the fish in the bowl? Uh, no, nah, I don't oh, think so. So you can only use the water that's in the bowl. Yeah. All right. Under further review, the spell will not work if it is plot <laughs> dependent. Disappointing. <laughs> uh, looking J- forward to you animating it afterwards. Right. <laughs> um, Jarella will give the uh, goldfish containing the mind, I guess, of Doctor Hines to zero for safekeeping because he seems least likely to eat it. I mean, here's the thing. Like, yeah, like it's, like it's definitely not enough water to make it into like a a, a a thing. Like, I mean, you could do it if there was enough water to shape it into like a vaguely humanoid thing. But it animates at your direction, so it's not like you would be giving it any additional abilities to communicate with you. You would just be changing the water shape of which this fish is now having to occupy. Right. True. Yes, so but I'm not necessarily trying to can... sacrifice fun here. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's going to do for you what you are hoping it no, will. It won't. Inconveniencing Dr. Hines in new <laughs> and interesting ways can always have, you know, interesting and unexpected knock-on effects. I'll take it. And I don't want to, I don't want to spend another fifth level slot j- just to animate the uh, fishbowl for a minute. <laughs> again, the fishbowl is not going to give you any information. No. So you I want could, me to hold on to the bowl? I mean, I can still detect thoughts five times per long rest. Do you want to try? You never it tried does, it once. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't count against uh, spell slots. Is it a ritual? Uh, I'll tell you. Takes ten minutes, so yeah, I yeah, think they would original. call it. Yep, yeah, perfect. they would call it yeah. that. Okay, so uh, you spend the next te- ten minutes um, trying to detect thoughts. Give us a little peek as to what Hedrick's, uh, you know, ritual of casting this uh, is like. Is it just like a ten-minute power ballad? I think I'm trying to play something almost like a repetitive in a like a mantra sense where i'm trying to get in tune with a goldfish yeah with the wavelengths of the mind so this is this is i think just probably an instrumental ode to the goldfish 
Perfect. So yeah, you. I mean, you you <coughs> you play the Ballad of the Goldfish for the next ten minutes, and now you have access to these. Actually, you have access to the thoughts because like he's not going to mind if you probe deeper because re- he regards you as an ally. Mm-hmm. So what you hear in your mind is just Doctor Heinz's voice repeating. Three days. Don't fuck it up. Eat the fish if you need to reset. Three days. Don't fuck it up. Three Eat days. Eat the fish if you need to don't reset. Don't fuck it up. Eat the fish if you need to reset. Three days. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> it's like he's trying to just get in tune with that, and that is that is the sentiment. He is just like zoning out at the fishbowl right on the glass. Oh, um, the other I- thing I forgot to mention is also... Um, limited number of attempts. <laughs> ah. Okay. So I think that's everything we're going to get from him. I still feel like there's a responsibility to protect him. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a little precarious. There doesn't seem to be any sort of magical wards or even a guard posted. I mean, he's on the top of the freaking tower, and there's no security. <laughs> that you can see. I wish I could detect magic, like, to find that stuff. <laughs> I can only dispel it when I know it's there. All right, so, I mean, you guys have, at this point, you know, been thoroughly scouring this room you have the like who's what's who's doing well with the goldfish i guess before we move on before zero we... has the goldfish tyrell gave him the yep. goldfish okay zero has to go so you're just holding this bowl yeah zero can find a way to uh rig it uh to himself while zero is attempting to do that boris will hold up her hands and say i promise not to eat the goldfish again i'll put it back in my pocket it's safe there it's lived there for weeks hedrick said we had limited tries and you already wasted no. one of them boris. yes no, no. <laughs> it was gross i'm not gonna do it again no this is what um, happens when you just when you just act chaotic people stop <laughs> trusting you to do stuff you're so it's, Jarell, there's a lesson here, Boris. There's a lesson here. Jarrell will turn to uh, Hoblet, Quinn, and Zero and ask, do we just go around asking to find Ebenezer? Like, what What do you suggest we we look for in this? T- do we stay in the tower? So The tower what? is most likely to have the answers we're looking for short term. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Do we it's go also straight? where we're most likely to find the most resistance short term? Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Can Jarrell do a history check about the tower itself to know how it, the people in it are going to respond to? You were not alive when this place existed, so you I, I know, know. What you read about it. I, I know that's why. No, I, I mean, I I pretty much have told us it's it's like the magic, it's like the magic place. Yeah, but is there is there anything on record that we okay. would still have about how? So here's where the, here's where I'm gonna say like let's not even fuck with the die roll here. Y'all obviously aren't students. We don't belong faculty. here, right? Right. Right. But 
I mean, would you be perceived? I mean, I guess it depends on how you carry yourselves, I guess. And well, I technically own a school. Hey, Fran. Yeah. <laughs> Fran. Um, is this like uh, Hogwarts, like the kids are like six years old? No. Or is this Hogwarts like they're wool? This we is won't this look is like a teachers. this is a this is a wide uh, there would be a okay. wide range of people because it's really anyone who possesses latent magical ability or people who wish to study the, in the art. So whether it's people who discovered that they had it, aka sorcerers, or people who have practiced it, wizards, right? And even there are you know some warlocks, but they're usually on the you know the levels below ground because. You know, awesome. it's, it's still pretty. It's they are their their magic is sometimes asked for, sometimes not always the greatest. Sometimes it's fine, um, but it's people of all ages because it's it's you know if you guys remember from way 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 back when and like the early early episodes, there's laws posted up in towns of like not using magic in the streets and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, magic is dangerous. Magic is powerful, um, and so like people who show that they have a natural ability to do it like they need somewhere to learn and somewhere to be taken sometimes even to learn how to control that stuff lest they i don't know level their whole town by accident or kill somebody without realizing it or you know or like you know poison the supplier. yeah right or like, become a, a weirdo to- who wears strange articles of clothing like the list goes on but like so this would be sort of the hub for where from all over the world people come to learn study learn how to control and study magic that includes so those of us that are spellcasters would potentially fit in here i mean yeah there's all kinds of people here so it's not like you're gonna i mean you're 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 gonna stick out a bit because you guys are well beyond what most students walk in here looking like, hell, even what most faculty walk in here looking like. You have to bear that in mind. Um, but I'm not going to say that you're going to be, I guess, greeted with hostility necessarily, right? Like, I don't think you necessarily you should just walk in always expecting things to get violent. But I mean, you know, you might raise some eyebrows, you might not. I mean, you, we have no idea because so far all you've experienced of this tower is this room. Right. There's nobody mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. The question still stands, though. Do we look for Ebenezer specifically? I say we just see what we're walking into and name dropping right off the bat might get us noticed too quickly. Well, not barely, no. Could could we do like a scouting mission? In the sense of like, I can cast invisibility Tyrell does love being kidding. invisible. Right. Yeah. But you're bad at it. Um, <laughs> so like just like two of us maybe like go out and just kind of like do some investigating. Who do you okay. suggest is your two? Not just you. a tip just for a second just to see how it feels. Something cool. like that. Yeah. My My there. initial reaction would be either... Hedrick or Loris. Yeah, probably the Bards. Or right. I just mean, because Boris the rest of you guys are probably a little too clanky. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm not going out there. My We're invisibility going. only lasts for one minute. 
Whoa. Well, I, but I can cast it. I can cast greater invisibility. Yeah, that's what I have. Oh. I know that's oh, it is only it is only one minute. You're right. Well, fuck it. Let's go. Ooh. It's a short song, man. <laughs> um, I mean, we can all be, what was the all one be scared you used? to walk out a door or we can just go walk out the door and see what right. happens. I mean, it depends. My, that's also uh, true. I, I can mislead. That can, is concentration up to an hour. You can go invisible Where? later if needed, yeah. or do any of those spells later if needed. Uh, I don't uh, feel like okay. Uh, being the only one that's ever been around this building, bro, I'm hitting that latch. There's a latch on the door. You said stairway down, yeah. latch yeah. on the door. You can literally I'm just li like turn it. It removes the lock, and you can open the door. And I push it right open because it's it a push open for door. You. It opens yep. for you. Yep. I know it does. No one in the tower has a pull open door. You can't pull the door back towards you in a tower. Well, I mean, you have to pull it in one of the directions, so. <laughs> yeah, down. The down tower. Pregnart springs between Hoblet's legs through the doorway, down 10 feet of the stairs, and says, I want to go. I want to go talk to the people. Uh, Jarrell happily follows Pregnart towards mm -hmm. where the people are. Right, Zero is going to walk out. It might be prudent for us to have our story straight before we encounter anyone. Any ideas? I'm looking for ice cream. Okay, so we've got looking for ice cream. Anything else we want to add? Uh, we're ex esteemed guests of uh, you know, Dr. Hines. We're esteemed guests of Dr. Hines, and we are looking for ice cream. Yeah, yes, from the I future to save the world. Or that we sounds a little transparent. I wouldn't believe it if I heard it. We're looking for Dr. Hines? We're guests of Dr. Hines, are also looking for Dr. Hines. Well, because then even if someone was yelling at us, it's not like they could find him and then he'd be like, oh, he doesn't know them. He's a fucking fish. Like, they're <laughs> never going to find him. So our story would be fine because no one could ever disprove it. We're guests That's of not... Dr. Hines and we have a wild goose that we'd like you to chase. Also, we're looking for ice cream. <laughs> it's for Dr. Hines. How many flights of stairs have we made it down by now? Zero. Um, I'm going down the one and two right now. I'm you, you going down. down the stairs and he's calling out the number of flights of stairs as yeah. he passes. I envisioned down. this as like an Aaron Sorkin-esque walk and talk or something bit. like that. You've passed by a few small, like a few doors to smaller antechambers on your way down, but eventually this does five. Move go to another closed door that that you know you can easily open and it opens up into a large hallway that seems to curl itself around the walls themselves like on the outsides they have the lights from outdoors you know the light from outdoors shining in there's the the, the walls where there aren't windows are just lined with books everywhere are, are they organized books. correctly? No. You have no idea Damn how it. the fuck anyone finds anything in this place. There are How the fuck do they find anything in this place? There are people <laughs> shuffling all through the halls. There are young folks, older folks. You can it's hard to kind of tell sometimes who is a student and who is faculty here. 
um, because it's not just a school, right? This is also where a lot of administration happens, a lot of where, you know, a lot of magical research happens. This is this is sort of the epicenter for really anything, any magical happenings on the continent. So it's it's Hogwarts and the Minister of Magic all rolled into one. Kinda. Um, it looks like you know, but like there there are pe- a good amount of people shuffling um, around up here. Some folks are carrying books. Others, you know, are like practicing like minor cantrips. Like you see people prestidigitizing, you know, like sparks and other things. And, you know, other people are trying to like, you know, light and snuff out candles that are just along the hallway. And you can hear some people saying like, now students save that for the classroom. Please do not mess with the things in the halls. You remember the rules. And, you know, people are shuffling into other rooms left and right. I mean, there's... This place is surprisingly large for like, you know, a, like a tower, right? There just, there seem to be rooms everywhere you look. Are the staircases moving? There are, no, no. In fact, there's the only staircase you see was the one you came from, but this, this hall does wrap around in a circle. So, so you can see it start to wrap around, like, as, as you're looking down the hallway, it doesn't go just straight. Uh, on the outside would are the windows on. looking out, and on the inside yeah. are doors to all different classrooms and offices and antechambers. And this is just one floor. Right. This massive tower. When you look down from that window, whoever looked out, you guys are very high up. Right. Like at least six stories. Um, Are, are there any labels on the doors of like what classrooms are which, whose offices are whose? There's no, it's most most of the doors here just have numbers, and the numbers um, on them you can see. For example, <laughs> one of the classrooms is labeled as 25F, as in Franklin. So like, and then the others are labeled similarly, like 25, and then like some combination of letters. But all of them seem to be have the prefix of twenty five. But okay. the, but they're not alpha alphabetic. No. So it doesn't go twenty five G next. Nope. What is the next door after twenty five F? Some of the doors actually only have the have the number, and then it's just a person. It has like a person's name. Um, and there's like all kinds of names here. I'll go to the bucket. And I'll, I'll I'll rattle a few off. We got. Nelson Hagman, uh, Professor Nelson Hagman, Professor Professor Moby Marsh. Oh, I like that. Professor Tavistock Blunderclump, and all these and all the professors' doors have like office hours on a a chalkboard that you can see that the text is actually constantly rotating. You can even see that on some of them. The chalkboard that's, that states when their office hours are, the office hours keep getting slid minute by minute out. For, like for, further away from what, what, like right now? 9 o'clock, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 9.01 to 9.02 to 9.03, etc. Right. As maybe this professor is in a, something that is running long. Mm-hmm. But the, um, chalk, the chalk itself is literally rearranging itself on the chalkboard to, 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 to change that. Like, no one is actually erasing it and writing it there. Okay. 
Do we continue exploring? What do you think the J stands for? And Dr. J. Hines. <laughs> Julius. It's Richard J. Hines, right? Richard J. Hines. Um, Jarrell will continue on if nobody objects. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we go all the way around the, the circle? No. You get about halfway, or what feels like halfway, um, and you can see that there's a rather tall... Um, and I guess younger looking woman wearing, um, like very nice formal, like black robes, like standing in the hallway, like kind of overlooking everything. And she sees this, the seven of you and like looks at you for a moment, like kind of tilts her head and she, you can see her start waiting her way through the, the, the crowd of people towards you. Mm-hmm. And she, you can just hear her saying, "Excuse me." We should start waiting our you way. You are very much excused. Uh, yeah, we we definitely wait for her to greet, uh, meet us. And then she <clears throat> she approaches and she just says, "Well, hello. Um, I don't believe I I seen you here before. Uh, can I help you? It seems like you're looking for something." Uh yes. Uh, Students. We- we are uh, guests of the Dr. Richard Hines. We've come a very long way. Uh, we're just exploring this wonderful place and looking to find, and uh, Jarrell picks up pregnant, this uh, young man, some ice cream. Hello. That, Jungle, uh, please. that weirdo is always bringing the strangest people into this tower. I just don't understand. I feel like I never see him, and then all I see are just the strangers he keeps bringing in here. You're not even the first person who've asked for ice cream. I, I don't know what's so special about the ice. Sure, th- there's a cafeteria on every fifth floor. Okay. Uh, uh, and just take the teleportation. You know how to work. You obviously you've made it here. You know how to work one of those teleportation circles, right? I believe we can figure it out. Yes. You have your you have your key rune. Uh, Jarrell looks at zero. Um, no, we came directly in through his office. You know, modern travel like. He's breaking protocols. Doesn't he understand that we have to maintain a certain level of security in this tower? <sighs> Just a moment. And she, like, like looks you over, looks at Pregnart, looks at Boris, who... Do you, are, you, are your hands visible, Boris? <laughs> <laughs> These students walked past me since she asked if we so had a room key. So many. No, my hands are not visible because I've been trying <laughs> to steal one out of the pocket of a student walking past. Um, make me a sleight of hand check, please. <gasps> oh, that was a nat 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're able to produce one if you want to. You've definitely stolen a student's key room. No, I just pocket it. <laughs> she seemed she fine does. with us of not having one. <laughs> and she says, "Okay, follow me to my office. I'll, 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 I'll we'll, we'll have one made up for you. Um, you can't really get anywhere without one. So, 
I like Boris's uh, do ask still don't tell policy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry, it... we didn't we didn't get your name yet. Oh yes, excuse me, oh, my mistake. I am. I have to actually think of a good name for her. I didn't think of one. I, you, you'd think I would have come up with a silly professor name, but um... Mildred Scuttlebutt. Ooh, I really <laughs> like that, man. Damn, Wait. that's that was just really on on the nose there. Yep, perfect. Nagana Gill because of no. the fish, and nope. because oh no, no. What's her name? Professor Mildred Scuttlebutt. Mildred Scuttlebutt. Can we put umlauts on both those U's? Like Scootaboot. Yes. <laughs> Scootaboot. <laughs> I like it. Scootaboot. She really does sound like a Mildred. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Got it. Okay. What? The name is Professor. Students call me Professor Scootaboot, but you can call me Mildred. God bless you. It's a pleasure to meet you. We sure do appreciate you helping us out. Oh, it's not a problem at all, as long as you don't cause any trouble. Um, I do need to remind you of some rules if Dr. Hines hasn't filled you in. Um, no spell work in the hallways. Save that for the classrooms and the research and experiment rooms. We don't need anyone's heads needless get, getting needlessly blown off because someone decided to wave their wand the wrong way. But I mean, I don't think I have to tell you adults this quest, this thing is just, you know, lots of lots of people come through here, so we just have to be very careful. I mean, there are children here. I'm just entertainment. Great. Um, second, uh, Please respect, please respect Professor's office hours, and if there are doors are closed, do not enter. If you see a door close to a research room, do not enter. If there are any, if there are one or more lights on outside of a closed door, do not enter it. What if I really, really want to? In fact, if a door is not open, I suggest you just leave it alone. Is the best way for me to put it. Oh, darn. You don't know, there's, there are so many different things happening in this place at all times, and I just, I do not want to be responsible for something terrible happening to you because Dr. Heinz was too careless not to warn you. Do you have a fun room where we can go first? A, a, a what? Where's the funnest thing? I want to have a fun here. Well, fun is subjective. I mean, I would argue many of our students have fun. Are you a, are you a student? Are you looking to, to learn how to practice magic, little frog man? I know magic, but... I mean, come on. Look at me. What do you think I look like? What do you think I think is fun? Well, there is a splash lagoon on the third floor, but that's mostly for experimenting with water magic. And, well, splash is very emphasized. In fact... I would suggest you find a change of clothes before going. Well, no, thanks. maybe less for you, more for your companions. Uh, if uh, Jarrell is still holding Pregnart up, uh, he starts kind of like kicking his legs around like a dog held over water. <laughs> like a child trying to wiggle out? Is that what you're doing? No, no, no. Like okay, a, a dog okay. that's like excited or preemptively yeah. like doggy paddling yeah, over yeah. water. Got that's it. what That's what Pregnart's doing. But before any of that, please follow me to my office. And she 
starts, you know, walking you down. She she also instructs another hall monitor to just kind of keep an eye on her section um, while she deals with this administrative task. Um, and she takes you into her office, which, like, you know, you, you like as you're kind of walking around, you know, the outside of this spire is to your right, so you kind of kind of going counterclockwise around to get a go, you know, as you're traveling around. Um, so you turn left into one of the um, offices with her, you know, her name on it, Mildred Scootleboot. And um, you can see that, you know, when, when, you, when it opens up, like the room almost looks impossibly large for the space that it should occupy within this tower. Um, again, shelves lined with books and other you know, curios, um, dis you know, things on display, moving portraits, animated objects, like it's all sorts of different things going on in this, uh, in this office. And, you know, she walks over to her desk and she just pulls out what looks like an ordinary stone, about the size of her palm, and very flat. And she just, you know, like kind of rubs her hand on it a bit, says, you know, kind of whispers something towards it. You can see like a, you know, a sort of rune shape begins to form into it. It's almost as if it was just chiseled in. And it glows blue for a moment, and then it just kind of goes back to being inert. And she hands it to, I guess, inert. Inert. Sorry, did I say I said innate? Then I excuse me. Inert. Yeah. Uh, and she hands the stone to zero. This will get you where you need to go. Just. Well, just think of the floor you want to go to, and then you'll be there. Um, there are some that are off limits. You'll know when you try to go there, and it won't let you. Tell me, Mildred, have you ever heard of uh, Ebenezer? Oh, Ebenezer's one of the most wonderful professors in this school, and everyone in Ool has heard of, of Ebenezer. He's responsible for educating some of the best and brightest minds of Telduria. Any idea what he does uh, when he's not teaching? <laughs> Spending time at home with his wife and son. A real family man is how you would describe him? Absolutely. One of the most wonderful people to ever work for the school. And how long have you been here? <laughs> oh, um... Well, you never ask a lady her age, but uh, I've been here almost a century now, actually. Oh, my goodness. I, I think next year. Next year would be my, my 100th anniversary. I know. Well, congratulations. Don't let my complexion fool you. It's, it's all enchantments, I assure you, but she kind of gives you a wink. They hold oh, up. You'd never know. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for your help. Oh, of course. Yes. Uh, please, like I said, be careful. Don't cause any trouble. I really don't want to have to find you again, because I promise you, if I have to find you for causing trouble, I will not be as pleasant as I am right now. Well, I won't be as pleasant if I don't get some ice cream. I uh, just told you where you could find some. Please, it's going to be fine, my young frog friend. <laughs> Thank you for your help, Professor. And uh, Jarrell well, will start walking pregnant out of the room. Okay. So you can follow, you know, this hallway kind of, again, around counterclockwise, um, if that's, you know, I'm assuming the way you guys are going. Yep. Um, 
and you can see that there is where you would expect maybe like a, a staircase or stairwell to be from where you had ascended. No, instead there is just um, a series of like, you know, like maybe five foot, six foot wide, like circles arranged in like different sections, like different parts of like a, almost like a, just a chamber. And you can see people just, you know, appearing and disappearing like constantly from each of their each of those little individual platforms you can is there that, you know some are glowing red some are blue indicating that maybe they're free um yeah is there any kind of directory uh yes there is it's a there is a gigantic book um on just like a lectern that has a, the actual like full directory of all the staff and it's a massive book like like phone book sized like book and then there's also just a floor directory, and each of them is just like they're like a lot. Most a lot of floors are dedicated to entire like entire disciplines of magic, specific schools of magic, transmutation, alteration, evocation, divination. Um, there is the the floor for necromancy does exist. It is restricted, and it is on the third basement level. Um, is can I, can I find the uh? spot where it would say Ebenezer's office. Um, you'd have to probably search through that phone book for Ebenezer. You don't know what his last name is. No, I guess we don't. I kind of, I, I wasn't sure if that was his last name or if that was his first name. Yeah, you've only known him as Ebenezer. Right. Uh, is it it's alphabetical by last name? Um, yeah, but as soon as you touch the book, you're thinking of Ebenezer, and the page flips open directly to the person you're thinking of. Oh, yay. <laughs> He's on the 20th, say- 20th floor. Um, advanced all disciplines. And we're on the 25th floor. Correct. And the 20th floor also has the cafeteria with the ice cream? Correct. Perfect. <laughs> Win-win. Win. Um, so I do believe I found both the office of potentially who we're looking for here and uh, the quickest way to get uh, pregnant some ice cream. Should we be on then? Let's go. Hedrick is uh, going to play a little bit just to get the acoustics of the hallway as we interlude down to the portals and prepare. <laughs> All right. Um, now, the teleportation circles are for individuals, and you only got one stone, so you're kind of curious on how this all works, but... Um, oh, actually, technically two, but Boris hasn't really shown that she has one of those uh, right. key runes. Are, are there available portals for all of us to stand on? Uh, yes. And when you stand on them, you can see that they turn red to indicate that they are occupied. Okay. I will step on last. Okay. As soon as you do, all of you trans- teleport to the 20th floor. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> More or less what that sounds like. Yeah. And straight to the cafeteria. 
priorities. Okay. Um, yeah, cafeteria is massive. Uh, again, it's another one of those things where you just kind of turn into a room that's just impossibly large for its space. Massive circular cafeteria, tables and chairs everywhere, and food is literally f floating through the air in front of people, and they just start eating. There doesn't even appear to be a, like a cafeteria you can see, um, but there is a, there is another like you know small room kind of cordoned off where like some of the food is flying out of like a little window. So you can only assume that's probably where like things are being prepared or summoned or whatever the hell they do to make food here. But big hall, like ceilings are are vaulted and it's almost like a, like a dome. There's like candelabras and things just like in like like just like chandeliers just floating, like not even not even suspended by anything in the air with the like candles lit on them. Um, lots of people in here talking, chatting, eating. Yeah. Does it seem like people order their food or do they just think about it and it comes to them? Um, you can hear one kid shout, I want a banana cream pie. And then just like a few moments later, like one starts floating out from the kitchen, an entire pie and just lands in front of the kid. And he's just, just a random child here. How old is this kid? Eight. Why is he here? It's all ages. Or he's she. Wearing, I'm more concerned about of, of all the flavors robes. of pie. He chose banana cream. Right. Not with banana cream. Don't fucking banana hate cream's a fine that. pie. It's that a, a fine, fine pie, pie. But you can literally get any pie. You're not any going pie. banana cream. It's a fine okay. pie. It's like a C plus pie. I am highlighting the fact that he made. He asked for something very specific, and in within moments, it floated out from the fucking kitchen. Stop yeah, we're judging we're this random. But besides that, that point, Fran, we have other taste. we have other issues to raise here. Instead <laughs> of judging the pie selection, Boris starts jumping up and down, going peanut butter cup, peanut butter cup, peanut butter cup, peanut butter cup, continually chanting it until one flies out of the door. Four, four of them um, float over to you, and are just floating in front of your face. Giant boat-sized ice cream sundae. Giant boat-sized ice cream sundae. Giant boat-sized ice cream sundae. You can hear some shouting from the back. Kills for a student. And um, out from the door that leads, you know, behind where that window is, like, you know, spitting out food, um, walks a very large, very round, bald man with a massive beard. And he says, Read the sign, people! And he, and he, uh, <laughs> you look behind you, and there is a massive sign on the wall that says, No life size. No giant boat sized <laughs> ice cream sundae. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> No life-size <laughs> meals. <laughs> or, or no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and it says the sure. kitchen the kitchen uh, has the right to refuse service to anyone whose request is uh, unreasonable. Only one cubic foot of food at the, at the same time right. at once. Per order. And then he just Whatever. like grumbles and like goes back into the... <laughs> Uh, the door and just slams it shut behind him. 
Uh, Jarrell will say, regular size ice cream sundae, please. It's like the magical version of no substitutions. Right. There is a brief delay, and then a regular size ice cream sundae comes and floats in front of you. Uh, Jarrell passes it to Pregnard. Pregnard says, Maximum size allowed ice cream sundae. Maximum size allowed ice cream sundae. <laughs> you just order six of them, Pregnard. <laughs> you can pile them all together. With you know, mouth- Pregnard doesn't really have that kind of thinking. Uh, one- with her mouth full of peanut butter cups, Boris goes, Apranda! One cubic foot worth of ice cream sundae floats out from the kitchen slowly and deposits itself on the nearest table to you. <laughs> now you have two. Can I'm going for the bigger one. Can I ask you a quick question? Because I literally just missed it. What was the, what did the sign say? The sign said no life-sized <laughs> meals. The kitchen has a right to refuse any unreasonable request. But they didn't refuse it. Is that what I'm getting? No, the first they one they did. refused the fucking boat-sized ice cream. Giant sundae. boat size. <laughs> yeah. Then the request was maximum allowable size ice cream sundae. Got it. Okay, I'm caught up. Sorry. And I asked for a panda. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted or poached? I was going to say sushi style, but that's not live either. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing comes out in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm shocked. How about some uh, salted pork, Hoblet? I was going to go with ale. Well, you can't eat ale. You gotta wash it down with something. Wash your ale down with some solid some fucking food. <laughs> um, when you say ale, a little like, what looks almost like a floating, like, eyeball that's like surrounded in almost like a, like a, like a, like a blue sort of misty energy like flies out from the kitchen looks you up and down and then an ale comes out and then it goes back in did it just uh, age verify him yes yep basically (laughs) i know leg of lamb again as long as it's reasonable it comes to you Mm. so now i'm it it's just on a bone so i'm just leg of lamb got my ale I mean, we could fast forward this. We eat food for three days, and then one of us swallows a goldfish. <laughs> Damn it. No, if we we're going to fast forward, there's a lot of stuff I got to tell you before that happens. Right. Yeah, instead of. <laughs> okay. I mean, you've had your fill, I would assume, or I would hope, at least. Um, now that we've all eaten, uh, shall we go inspect the office of this professor, at least see when he's in? Of course. I guess. I guess. The Splash Lagoon can wait. Listen, we got your ice cream. Let's handle some business. All right. Man, playing in that lunchroom reminded me of Bard College. This this is pretty interesting. Hey, Quinn, where'd you go to Bard College? Bard Yard? None of your business. Oh. That is for me to know and you to never find out. Edric has to take thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) 
How do I? Um, initial I surface thoughts. <laughs> initial surface thoughts is the the answer to the question. Or is uh, it not necessarily if he wants to keep it a secret? Right. Like my initial thoughts is more like get the fuck out of my head. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know if I don't probe Unless deeper. Unless he tries to probe deeper. So what are what are Quinn's surface level thoughts? When, when I guess basically when you're asked that question, where you went to Bard College, that's <laughs> Andrew probably, yeah. to know, like, probably what he says thoughts. is Not none of your thoughts. business. Right. Thoughts. He's right. Well, there's that. There's, he's yes. Well, yeah. Of course, there's there's Bard Colleges. No, I meant that um, being the surface thought. Oh. oh. <laughs> 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 um, I would say my surface level thoughts are still the the disorganized books that I've been. Yep, he's still like, like totally focused on like he needs to get back and reorganize those books. It's just so funny. Like you're pre-consumed with these thoughts. They're like none of your business. <laughs> he's just going right back to thinking about the books. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I've been thinking about them all this whole time. All right. I just forget I have this thing and I can I can use it so many times. I think it'd just be funny to like interlude with the players. What's that character thinking at that moment? All right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, let's go to the office. All right. As soon as you exit the cafeteria, you can feel like the ground below you almost like. Like there's almost like a pulse and like a vibration. It kind of shakes for a second and then everything's fine. And like, you know, like some people in the hallway stop. But not every, it doesn't really seem to, to grab a lot of attention to people. But to you, it was unsettling because it was just like, what the fuck was that? But it's most people in the hallway just saying, ah, no, come along, come on. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what? It's a school of magic. Cool. Okay. We're definitely worried about it, but I figured we should just move along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We know Jabrell's not afraid. Right. That's, that's, that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Jabrell's just not- didn't start panicking, then I feel like it's okay and probably somewhat normal for this school. Well, we know what's supposed to happen isn't going to happen today. I think an important thing to remember about gauges is we probably should not use Jarrell as our gauge for fear. Because even though Jarrell <laughs> might be immune to being afraid, there are definitely times when we as a group should be afraid. Mm-hmm. So if we just rely on Jarrell, we'll be boned. <laughs> Jarrell's not afraid, so we shouldn't be afraid. Wait a minute, Jarrell's never afraid. <laughs> oh, we're all falling to our deaths. Don't worry, Jarrell's not afraid. <laughs> not even a little bit. Not worried a little. No. I believe in him. Anywho. Okay. So sue me. Let's go. Wait, don't. Sorry. Wait, don't. <laughs> don't actually sue me. going through the hall. Um, and what's funny is that, like, okay, so you exited from a teleportation circle. And this, and, and you can see, you know, from where you, I should have mentioned, from where you had exited a teleportation circle, the hallway went both ways. So this actually mm-hmm. does go now in a, in a full circle. Yeah. So it seems like the only time that there's stairs is at the very, very tippy top. Um, and you do eventually see an office that says, uh, 
Professor Ebenezer Blackwood. <laughs> Found him. Are his hours on the door? Um, yes. It's and it, it says it's it, it, all it says though is like you know it's office hours are currently in session and that it's occupied. Door is closed. Okay. We want to talk to the guy, right? Possibly. I don't know if we necessarily wanted to. We we definitely wanted to find where he is. Um. Where do you think we can find out exactly what he does here? What department? Are we like in a department? Are they separated by departments or anything, Frank? We were we were told that Professor uh, Ebenezer Blackwood is uh, advanced all disciplines. Okay. And that he is a very beloved and respected professor around here. What about his research? What? Do you think that what he obviously what he's doing here has at least some impact on what happens here? Well, my my guess is that he's hiding in plain sight. He clearly has access to everything he ever could have wanted in his position. And somehow it either goes horribly wrong or it goes horribly right. Whatever you want to call it, his actions are tied to everything getting messed up. As as you finish that sentence, the occupied word gets erased from the door. The door opens. A very elated-looking student, young man, probably 17, 18 years old, walks out of the office and just with a smile on his face just says thanks again professor really you're a lifesaver um you know i'll, I'll, I'll see you t- i'll see you in class tomorrow he's and, and and you can see from behind uh an old man sitting at a desk long flowing blue and gold robes the typical sort of conical wizard hat on with flowing silver hair and a uh, very well trimmed beard uh, and glasses sitting atop a you know rather large nose. Um, does that hat have like moons and stars and shit on it? Even it does now. Uh, <laughs> and you can see him just smile back at this student and just says, "No, no problem, Jacob. It's it's it, it was my pleasure. We'll see you tomorrow in class." And he looks over his shoulder. Oh, hello. Uh, are you students? Are you here for? Office. I can only see one at a time. I apologize. It's you know. I mean, if if it's a group project, we could discuss during my second set of office hours tomorrow. I'm sorry, I didn't have a time to update the sign. Uh, we would like to speak with you. Uh, perhaps later as a group would be best. Oh yes, come see me tomorrow then. Um, office hours start at nine. First come, first serve. No. But I mean, don't worry, we, looked- we can make time. <laughs> but if you excuse me, then I may have other students I need to see. Hold on a minute. If it's about a specific project or something, then yes. So, with a passive perception of 14, are there any other fucking students waiting to see him? I mean, there's a, there's crowds of students all over the place, so like... We have no yeah, but like, wasn't there like a line for office hours? 
Like, is there anybody in line? You, bro, you got nobody here. It didn't seem like it. Yeah. We just walked off. He told you what he, the rules he, are. He said that he'll see us one at a time or at his other offices as a group. If it's for a group project. Or he's an old man and we all just walk into his office. Uh, that's how Let's we get kicked out of this not place. make <laughs> waves yet. We've got time to get there. Well, the Hobbit timer's on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, unless you just want to go talk to him by yourself, Hoblet. We do have a goldfish to eat. <laughs> eat, the, eat the fish! Eat the fish! Eat the fish! <laughs> he's like, he's just like, okay, you're arguing with each other. Please, if you could stop blocking my office, I'd like my students to know that I'm available now. Of course. You can see um, me tomorrow. Like I said, I'll be, I'll be here at 9 a.m. sharp. Okay. Insight check. Sure. See, see if he's telling the yeah. truth. Ooh. Fifteen on the die. Insight plus two. Seventeen. Seems perfectly genuine. And everything about him is just kind of like, I guess, just like typical comfortable old wizard professor. There's. It would, it would appear so. Okay. This is your first time ever actually, like, you know, um, beating, beating him like in the flesh. With, yeah, with like... flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if this is a dumb question, but do we know what, like, what started the, the fuckery? You just, you, you know that there was some sort of dark ritual performed um, and that it destroyed the city. I mean, anyone who was there to really tell you what actually happened was dead or undead. Right. Well, we have seen a pretty fucking desecrated, bejeweled skull. So yeah, the only, those, the only those kind of you, items are around here. The only story that you guys have are essentially accounts of people who were, who had witnessed, like, the blast. Right. Right? But anyone who was actually here to witness what like what events actually transpired that information died along with them um Jarrell will kind of like try to lead zero away um perhaps we do some light reconnaissance at his residence with his family it'd be interesting to know what they're like before we meet him in the morning you want to take me with the hobbit timer on to meet this dude's family Again, we do have the option of the fish. Oh. <laughs> Eat the fish! <laughs> just I, would, I would love that image. <laughs> perhaps recommend that job with some um, some people a little more um, with finesse. Inclined towards professional um, subtlety. This is our first podcast together, Zero. I get it. <laughs> I fully agree with you, Zero. Just know that the timer's on, so y'all better get to your business, or I'm going to get to mine. And I feel like we haven't had a good hoblet timer in a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And we got the fish, so. The timer's on, on like. I will say, I do feel a little uneasy, like, knowing that in two days, literally all these people are going to be dead. Right. Like, it's a very weird like, I feel sort of like, even though the ominous might not be in the air, 
Like I feel you feel it because you know what's you know the fate of all these people. Right. We don't we don't know that we can even stop that from happening. We don't know that that's possible. And like this might be like a focal point in time where like it's irreversible. We just have to figure out what we're doing here to help with the situation. I mean, yeah. Anything's possible through Jesus, so you got to remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Got that down. (laughs) Well, the idea that the moment we left, we saw all the angels fall. So this is one chance to make a difference, and I I feel like that implies a degree of change. And I know how weird that is to go back and say you're going to change something and expect it all to be the possibility of upending exactly what happened here could completely erase all of us from existence with the exception of Hoblet, of course. Is the door still open? I We've walked away yep. from the door. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to be fine either way. Sign. Yeah. Um, if, if you're you, still standing in front of the door. Jarrell and I were a little bit away, and I it seems like everyone else just kind of got sucked into our orbit. Yeah, right. we, well, we um, gave the duties. What I will say that, though, Boris, since you have a high passive perception, you do notice um, after you guys move away from Ebenezer's office door, a rather panicked looking professor or some other type, like a gnome of some sort, um, does rush into Ebenezer's office. And you can hear him just saying, sir, sir, the problem, problem on 15th floor. We, got, we, have, to, we have to chat. And he runs in and just like, kind of shuts the door. Sounds like we've got a destination. And that's what we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. Which floor was the splash pad on again? The, <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait for it. It's not the splash pad, but I also have it written down as the Water Magic Laboratory. And it's on the third floor. <laughs> I thought you called it the yeah. Splash Lagoon. Splash yeah. Lagoon. Yeah. Yes. But, AKA the Water Emphasis on the splash. Um... Oh, we can't even get a history check if Javrel knows what's on no, the 15th. The episode floor. ended. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I'm the only person that heard that, right? Right. Correct. Which doesn't help any of us. Nope. So if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Facebook and Reddit. Just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. Really, though, that social media thing, the, you know, we're not doing too much of that because really we're just hanging out on our discord server which you know you could find uh links to on all of the aforementioned places uh, it's really where we do the majority of our socializing with our audience it's a great place to meet hang out we have lots of great discussion channels we talk about everything from you know stuff about the podcast stuff about D in general sports whatever like we're just we're just there having conversations there are you are wonderful audience and we encourage you to join that community now, if you really like us, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. And if your podcast service doesn't leave reviews, we've also even created that channel in the aforementioned Discord server where you can say some nice things about us. And, you know, we're just going to read those nice words and say some nice things right back at you. Like our listener, Body of Proof, uh, has written here. Um, they started this series in mid-October when they were looking for a fun new D&D podcast to listen to while they worked their graveyard shifts. So well, I finally caught up to the latest episode, and this series has become my number one D&D podcast. All the players seem like they are always having fun and probably have some of the funniest bits possible. Well, thank you, Body of Proof, for your kind words. You are a five-star human. Yeah, five stars. Mm-hmm. I give that one really five stars. 
really like us, you can donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes. All manner of fun rewards on there, all different ways we can think of to kind of give back to you guys. And, you know, just check it out, see if it's worth your time. Um, and by yeah. the time this episode airs, we might we might have a, we have, you might have a new little uh, prize for y'all. Oh, God, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it that soon, but uh, I let's think hope we, so. I think we could. Hot, think chip, we could do hot it. chip challenge is going to be a thing. What do we need to buy three or four chips and then film us eating it? That could take months. I don't know. <laughs> You're right, friend. Well, it is the holidays when we're recording this, and we got a lot of shit going on. So, anywho's all. But yes, keep an eye out. We're always adding new stuff on there. You know, always trying to figure out new ways to give back to you, our wonderful um, donators. Thank you. And if you like us, right now. You like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal form a ragtag group of tornado slash storm chasers and uh, rove throughout the the American uh, West and uh, try to uh, try to uh, uh, foil your your rival uh, group of high tech, high brow, overfunded storm chasers. And uh, take your little machine that you use to, to chase the storms and uh, attach uh, your little uh, soda can cutout propellers to all the little pieces of it and send thousands of little flash drives with our podcast inside into the tornado of your choice and have them flung out across America for the, for the country and perhaps world to listen to and enjoy after you or higher <laughs> we're talking about f5 motherfucker yeah. we're talking about the gods i don't know what do they call it <laughs> I can't remember. the mother load <laughs> no but you could you could pack a bill packs ton of uh messages and flash oh, drives in those. Oh, and maybe helen hunt down some new listeners for us nope yeah nope that's it maybe uh seymour uh uh what's it called you stop this madness you stop this madness see, right now maybe you should see more tornadoes in <laughs> Yes, and I will stop it by saying that I have this awesome cast that I'm going to outro for you right now, right this second. Starting on my right with James as Hobbit the Smasher. I can't wait to see what the trouble is. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Ooh, I wonder what's on the 15th floor. Zach is pregnant. I want more ice cream. Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. I'm just trying to get on the level. John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Until next time. And Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. We are intrigued. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. We will see you next week. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.